Coming up is Going Hard and Going Deep. I'm Claude Cobbs. I'm joined with Gil McDonald and Dylan Shove. This is Gil, and in the show, we take a deep dive into a wide range of music, looking at the lyrics as well as the musical component of the song. And this is Dylan Shove, last but the best member of the Going Hard and Going Deep show. Catch us Tuesdays, 9.30, and also Fridays, 8 to 9 hour. And make sure if you missed our show to get it on wherever you get your podcasts, Going Hard and Going Deep. Just search it up. It'll be there. All the latest and greatest stuff. Let's get right into the show, starting now. Howdy, howdy, howdy. We're back. It is a Wednesday. You After school edition. We haven't done this before. For the first time. For the first time. There's always a first for everything. Today we bring It feels like the first. And that's not one of the songs we're playing today, but no, no, shout no. out. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I got to have the worst vocals on this show. Who do, who, where are we ranking? Call into the station. Oh, yeah. Dude, do oh, the same same riff as that I just did. It or, feels like the first time. It's a little more soulful. I like it. It feels like the first time. <laughs> I, think I, no, I think Gil takes the cake for that one. Oh, I got Claude. Anyway. <laughs> Call in. 206-275-9104, baby. You dissing on my, my musical abilities like that? A mm, little bit. A uh-huh. little bit. I still think you're better than me, Gil. It's all right. Tad bit. Well, all right. That's not too hard, Dylan, but you know what? I'm probably not better at you than picking songs, but today I think I have a pretty good song. Okay, well, what's it called? It is called... Mary Jane's Last Dance. You might have heard of this singer-songwriter, Tom Petty. Mm. This is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. He's just, I mean, its you don't really even need to give the guy an introduction. Fabulous music. Man of music, I should say. He opened the door for a lot of rock bands. He really introduced a new style of rock. He put his own label on it. And he's just, I think, one of the most unique music creators ever hot take i respect it i, I think he is you I think, think he, it's a hot take that he's one of the greatest music creators i think he's one of the most unique and greatest most unique and greatest he uh, he's definitely has his own style i think yeah i'd say that what do you mean hot take claude why i meant like it's a hot take like it's a good take oh well you oh you use hot take in that oh, way. i thought okay. you meant like that's because hot, hot take is like is like something that not always somebody says that could be wrong or right. It's not necessarily correct. I think no, you're right. in sports, it seems yeah. to be that's what a hot take is. But Sorry for my misuse of No, I wouldn't say it's misuse. You just have a different interpretation, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. And that's why this show exists, man. We, we look at the songs differently. Yeah, you like man. that, you like that uh, connector? That was good. That was yeah. amazing. But in Going Hard and Going Deep, we take songs like Mary Jane's Last Dance from Tom Petty, and we analyze... It's lyrics, it's full-on composition, we go hard and go deep into the music, and that's what we're going to do right now for Tom Petty's Mary Jane's Last Dance, and why I'm playing it for you, I was learning it on guitar, and I just think it's the most beautiful riff ever with some great lyrics.
back that was mary jane's last dance by tom petty and the heartbreakers great this, song this is going hard and going deep i'm joined if you're just joining us <laughs> which everyone might be <laughs> i'm claude Cobbs. we know you tuned in for tom petty but now you're here to stay and listen to the analysis of the song yeah it's indeed 
So we got, if you're just joining, it's Claude Cobbs, Gail MacDonald, and Dylan Shubb. This is Going Hard and Going Deep. That was Tom Petty. We're Man. live. We're live. Mercer Island High School. We're in the booth. KMIH 889 The Bridge. It's after school. We're going to have an extra long, long show for y'all. I feel like most days. We started off with Gil's song, by the way. So Mary Jane's Last Dance was Gil's first song. Last word I wanted to get in before we went into the song was this was actually his first top 20 Billboard hit in the 90s, wow. if you didn't know. So got him, got him started pretty much in the 90s as far as big hits go for Tom Petty. It's a great stat. I didn't know that, Dylan. Yep. Thanks Genius, sharing, man. Though. Thanks for telling me that. Gotcha. Genius. And one first thing I wanted to add about this was I did not know the song was about marijuana. Yeah, that's what I was reading just now, too. And I I should have been more in the going hard and going deep mode because when I just heard she grew up in an Indiana town. Yeah, it seems like Mary Jane is the girl. Right? I thought it was just Mary Jane the whole time. Yeah, exactly. I've never thought of it as the substance. But... It's crazy. It's crazy to think that. we're just innocent. Yeah, we're just innocent like that, you know? We haven't bloomed. <laughs> we haven't bloomed like Mary Jane. Yeah. But what do you what do you guys think about this song? Well, it's an interesting topic because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think marijuana was legal in the 90s mm. anywhere. Yeah. And so I think, I think making a song about marijuana, whether that, whether that be marijuana or... Whether that be about someone called Mary Jane, I think it's an interesting kind of underground look at, at as to what the music industry was like at the time, you know, mm. because it's a drug, and it's a drug that is known for for people to use, in the, especially in the music industry, and I think writing a song about it is super interesting at a time when it wasn't readily legal. So I'm just I'm just wondering like wh- why why do you think he wrote this song like what do you think his intentions were about behind well, it? Well, a little I was this is purely from Genius.com. So if you ever want to get more background on songs, I recommend going to their website. This is what we use for the show, going hard and going deep for a lot of our analysis. So it's not just the great prefrontal cortexes of our crew giving you the analysis. It's really a bunch of uh, annotators and other people who come into this website to give their background. But Mike Campbell, Heartbreaker guitarist for Tom Petty. Uh, was asked this question about, oh, is it about uh, marijuana? And he was like, well, you can think whatever it wants to be. and Whatever you want whatever you want to think it is, it is for you, which is the thing a lot of artists say, whether it's paintings or songs, uh, which he says in the verse there's still the thing about an Indiana girl and an Indiana night. So the song opens up with a girl. It does not open up with the drugs, but then later the chorus hits where we get, Last dance with Mary Jane, one more time to kill the pain. Kill mm-hmm. the pain being our key in there that maybe he's talking about marijuana. Right. So it's this tug of war, Mary Jane's Last Dance by Tom Petty sits in between. Is it a goodbye love song or is it about marijuana? Yeah. And is it an air to, not an air, sorry, a uh, paying homage to the industry using uh, drugs or uh, just general marijuana use in the 90s like Claude was saying? And I think the, you're right, Dylan. The chorus really shows that tug between Mary Jane and the song about an actual woman and cannabis because Last Dance with Mary Jane, it's almost referring to like, it's almost like a relationship song also, right? It's like, 
to drown out the pain, he's using marijuana. I, I would side with the goodbye love song here. Yeah. I think because verse I three comes it's, in. It's perfect. It's a perfect. And he's still referencing the girl. Yeah. She's standing in her underwear looking down from hotel room. Uh, despite there's more meaning, obviously, with the prostitution reference, but it still is about a girl in the end. I think the marijuana thing is a stretch a little bit. But, but the also, kill the pain is very interesting. I don't know. It, w- why exactly yeah it's included if he's not if mike campbell and tom petty aren't being uh fully upfront about oh it's about marijuana if they're being like sly about it mm-hmm. then why then why like let i don't know i i'm stuck yeah go i had a thought about it you know like drugs can be addictive i know there's debate whether cannabis is addictive but in the in the wider sense of things drugs can be addictive and i think love and relationships can be addictive and so i think what i think what this is is that it's like comparing kind of like the side of love and how appealing that can be and how addictive that can be of just pure like i don't know like um emotion and then how 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 abusive and and addictive drugs maybe not just marijuana but drugs in general that that the music industry uses can be and it's kind of morphing into one character love and marijuana more down your road do you think it's like this is gonna be this is gonna sound so up the alley of mihs english are you ready for this (laughs) i'm ready okay do you think he's using mary jane as an allegory for marijuana yeah there there comes the a word so up on the front of our face, the cover of our book, it's Mary Jane, Goodbye Love Song, right. uh, but it's actually alluding to the use of marijuana. So if he's talking about the dance with Mary Jane, that dance is literally killing the pain of her leaving. Yeah. But it's actually saying that the last dance is the last smoke with marijuana to kill the pain of what, leaving the town or something more. I don't know what it is, but maybe there it's being intertwined we know that for sure no is it an allegory i don't know i might have to ask mrs stafford or somebody else miss mccann i don't know i think gotta ask the english teachers i think we're on the head with it yeah i think we're there we've gone we've gone absolutely like bottom of this song definitely deepest we can be yeah how is the song though how's the pick Oh, it's great. I love this it. This is a classic. It's a classic. Come on. It's a cla- certified classic. <laughs> certified hood classic. <laughs> we got to hit the quote of the day later. Remember that, girl. We will. Yeah. Is Qu- it in there? Quote of the day is com- will come. It might not be. Now that we've analyzed this, we're going to take a quick break. Should and then head into the next song and after. And head into some commentary. Maybe talk about some things and then head into the next song. Heck yeah. Sweet. We're, we'll be back in just like six seconds. <laughs> so see you guys soon. Drive safe. Great music made and played in Seattle on 88.9 The Bridge. Coming up is Going Hard and Going Deep. I'm Claude Cobbs. I'm joined with Gil McDonald and Dylan Shove. This is Gil, and in this show, we take a deep dive into a wide range of music, looking at the lyrics as well as the musical component of the song. And this is Dylan Shove, last but the best member of the Going Hard and Going Deep show. Catch us Tuesdays, 9.30, and also Fridays, 8 to 9 hour. And make sure if you missed our show to get it on wherever you get your podcasts, Going Hard and Going Deep. Just search it up. It'll be there. All the latest and greatest stuff. Let's get right into the show, starting now. Very quick break. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Going Hard and Going Deep's back. It's Gil MacDonald, Claude Cobbs, and Dylan Shobe. 
And instead of hopping straight into our next song, we're going to take a little brief break for some commentary. You know, I got these cards next to me, Dylan. Mm. I've just been, they just been Tell eyeing me. More. me. Your just, special cards? They've been eyeing me down. And I was curious as to what they were because they're on a desk next to some audio gear. Yeah, Gil and I have hit those. Dylan and I call it Therapy new, Thursday when we go we okay. go live with the cards. Okay. And so I checked him out. And the one card that Dylan picked out of a random deck was, what are the positives and negatives of being competitive? Well, I think it's easy to start off with the positives first. Being competitive gives you a drive, gives you a persistence, diligence. I love that word because it sounds almost like my name. Oftentimes, I lack diligence. Oftentimes, I lack it. But uh, positives of competitiveness. I mean, I, I named them already. So let's stick with the the drive, <laughs> the persistence, the diligence. That's going to lead you to success. Right. End of the day, most competitive person in a class is probably going to be more successful, even if they're less smart than the smartest person in the class. I would say that. I would have to. Agree and that's with what you. that's that's become. This is getting super deep. That's become sort of the 21st century. I'd say like 2020s, 2010s thing that like has erupted on social media is like the. What is it? Uh, Gary V's and the the entrepreneurs of like social media. They tell Andrew you Tate. <laughs> definitely not. We do but, not condone Andrew Tate but, over here. Okay, Gary V's. Those types yeah. of influencers. Basically, if you don't know who that is, Intense. he gives you a bunch of business advice. Blah blah blah. Be your own person. Uh, like motivate yourself. Sort of this like this lore about like you need to be like. What is it? What is the meme? Student A, student B. You need to be student B. What yeah. is the better one? Student B. Student, student B. B. Yeah, student you need a to be student B. The, numbers, the person area. that's like doing everything, being like the mm-hmm. hardest worker. Obviously, I think currently there's this big obsession with that, which is like great, but it's also like, why is there so much obsession about it? Like, I don't, I don't get it. So if you guys yeah. have takes on that, I'm going to go to negatives now. Yeah, I think it can. It can lead to burnout, obviously. If you're a super competitive person, well, there's an argument to be made that if you're super competitive, why would you ever burn out? Because you're always competitive. Like, you're always into something. But I think everybody has their tipping point. Everybody's going to snap at some point. It's just going to be too much. You get too much into something, maybe you take things too far. Maybe your emotional side gets the best of you. When your emotional side gets the best of you, you're going to do something messed up. When you do something messed up, you're going to be in trouble. Right. And I think that's, what is that whatever that social trouble, legal trouble, whatever it's going to be, you go to ends that you don't need to go to to achieve that thing that you wanted. That's the negatives of competitiveness. Yeah, it becomes toxic. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, growing up on Mercer Island being around like the most competitive sports and the most competitive yeah. schooling and the most competitive and that, social scene. And that leads and definitely down to mental health issues and a lot of people mm-hmm. – who struggle with stress because there's this big like bubble of like, oh, we need to be the best, blah, blah, blah. You need to go to this school, that school, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So putting that out the best, like putting yeah. it out from your brain, set it, like making a uh, force field from all that pressure the best you can. I understand it's better said than done. I'm not the best at it either. I'm not saying I don't feel the stress of Mercer Island and, sh- and stress of being competitive and, mm-hmm. and trying to be smart and get good grades. But the best that you can ignore that and pursue what you think is cool, like I'm starting to sound like Gary Vee now, so that's a little ironic. <laughs> but the best that you can do that, I think you will be good. Maybe it just comes full circle, Dylan. 
Uh, but I no, I definitely yeah. agree with you. I yeah. think. And that light, like I always keep the thing in the back of my head is that I'll let you talk in a second because I've taken so much space. But no worries. Like life goes on. Like this test that you're gonna about to take in math, like isn't gonna set you back like seventy years down the line. You're not gonna like lose like all your money because you didn't pass this math test. Like right. you're still gonna be a successful person. Yeah. Obviously, that doesn't mean go fail every single math test. And don't care and don't study. Do those things, but everything in moderation, man. Life goes on. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know, Mershon definitely sets you up, or this type of environment, I want to just like harp on Mershon, but I think it, it's definitely- Mershon is great. That, that it, Sure, it leads down to uh, negative mental health issues, but it, we also foster so much success, so many successful people. Lots of great things happen for Mercer Island. I'm not putting it down, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah. No, but it, it definitely shows, and you can you can see what what how it affects people, for sure. And I think, like, we're in finals week- right now and you can you can tell who's struggling and who's who's kind of some people crack down like some people right. are just like i could see like just in their body language it's yeah like they're just not doing well it's really interesting and it's kind of a it's a bizarre thing to talk about because it's yeah. it's everywhere but especially where we are right now i think it's uh it's happening it's in the moment There's definitely present. a stigma around it to talk about it too. oh yeah for sure because people just think assume that you're weak if you're stressed or nervous about just life you know and just like competing with people yeah and and how how i see things and how i grew up and what i've been taught is like you're gonna be successful whatever what route you go and i, I don't think you know school is not for everyone i think i don't know i know we're not just talking about school right now but whatever you do and whatever you're into and whatever you know whatever you see and how you in your perspective perspective on the world is i think you'll be you'll be uh what's the word like you'll be content yeah you'll be content whatever you whatever whatever route you go through yeah because it's you it's like life how i see it is life is whatever you make it like you can be a bum and you can like not go towards whatever you want yeah. or you could or you could do whatever you want or you could do whatever makes you happy and what and what you want to strive for like and, what you're and saying be successful like in your own way the ri- yeah know? the richest man compared to the poorest man who has the most fulfilling life if you're really in my view of success i'd be the poor man who has a very fulfilling life over the rich man who is just very lives in just a fake world you know yeah which is not all rich people live in a fake world, but you know if that's if those are your two pathways, you success know? is what you make it. Exactly, it's not just one answer. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to talk about. That was a nice card. You want to have your next song? And I say we head into the next song. This is mine, and it is Dylan's. Oh, song. I'm hyped, man. Dylan, what do you have song? picked for us today? Oh man, I should pull it up. Actually, this is my, got, this is when my dad was born, 1968. Ooh. Let me pull it up on Genius real quick. I apologize. So my dad was born right when the Easy Beats made their song called The Good Times, which is, like we said, Dylan's song Good today. Times by the Easy Beats. Why'd you pick it today, Dylan? Uh, I, I find that, well, actually, I would like to thank the, it's like it's like I'm, I've just won an Oscar. I'd like to thank the Academy, but like, I'd like to thank the Discover Weekly Spotify playlist. I know you're an Apple Music guy, Claude, which is fine. I, yeah. I, I'm cool with that. I'm I don't discriminate. Too. As long as you listen to music, dude. Like, Please don't care. It's like my music. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> do listen to Apple music. Go like 
What? Get out of here, man. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, I don't care. Anyway. You're getting a little, a little close there, Dylan. <laughs> okay. Good times, easy beats. Found it on the Discover Weekly Spotify playlist. Every Monday, you get new, like, 20 songs on a playlist. Usually, they suck. Usually, they, you don't download any of them. But last week, let me tell you, I got like nine that I knew that I newly discovered and love. Um, let me pull, oh, shoot. I should have all this pulled up. Lots of ones I, I discovered uh, this past week were um, Fall in Philadelphia, Daryl Hill and John Oates, To Be Lonely, Country Comfort, Dark Side, The Shadows of Night. Lots of great songs here. Uh, I think they're, they're, <laughs> they found that I'm, that I'm in this never-ending hole of uh, 60s rock and like that sort of late 60s to 70s sound. And that's what I bring to you guys like almost every show, but I just love it. it it, it's just great. To your soul. Those, they're, they're perfect. Trust me. Customer. I will, I will, they just know what he wants. I will give always give 60s. you guys the greatest late 60s stuff that I love. So oh, yes. uh, right, that's going to be my, my little shtick for, yeah. this, for this show, I'd say. So yeah. I, I don't have much more to say. Released June 28th, 1968. I don't know if there's much background on the song. Yeah, genius people have not wrote onto this. Remember, that's the website that all these people uh, talk about songs on. So make sure to look at that to follow along with the lyrics on this song if you want to listen. We're going to get right into it. Hopefully, you vibe with this one. Good times mit den Easy Beats. Oh, Lord, don't tell it's gonna be with Slim. Hey! 
little apologies there. We were getting the next song ready. You accidentally played it through the station a little bit. That was my it's, fault. It's not. No, don't worry about it, Gil. It's not a uh, high school radio station with a little bit of uh, mess ups mixed in the middle. We do it all the time, Gil and I. It's all good. Yeah. We're pros. Yeah. It's not like the, we've left like 10 up. minutes of dead air before or anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's never happened. We don't, anyway, t- we don't talk about that anymore. Good times, the easy beats. You just heard that one. I pretty much sentiment you want to keep with that one is, I'm going to have a good time tonight. Rock and roll music going to play all night. It was so boogie woogie. I loved it. You got to love it. Who doesn't want to have a good time tonight? Come on. Come on now. Gil, Gil you haven't talking enough this show. I want to give you the space. All right. Give me the give me the space. I'm gonna start off with the song. I'm, I love the beat. I, I always love I always love a good beat. What I like about the song the most is that it it takes a it jumps out of the lyrics, lets the guitar and just like the drums like go for a bit, and then it yeah, reels the it back in nice. with the lyrics. I don't like a song that just like keeps singing. You know what I'm saying? Like. You got to give me some time just to like flow with the music and then catch me right right as I'm enjoying the music. You catch me, bring me right back in with the lyrics. And then it's going to, I'm going to have a good time tonight. Bam, I'm back in the song. And I know y'all can't see into our station right now, but Gil was going. He was dancing. I was. He was on the chair. He was he was hitting the boogie. If you, know, if you know the Harlem Shake, that's picture that. <laughs> yeah. Just me in the chair right He now. was moving those hips like I've never seen. And I love it. And when that ad came on, I just just drove me nuts, <laughs> killed my whole vibe. No, but I I like songs like these where it's like it's about the feeling of the song, and and yeah, it's not about the lyrics at all, dude. Mary Jane's last dance is like the de- the fattest the dive of all time. On it's that a song. deep dive. This one, basic baseline, like dance, gonna break. have a good time tonight. Yeah, funky guitar going wild. You can play 60s this guitar sound. You can play this and, at a get together. Yeah, and it would get it bumping. Yeah. Sad man. Everybody's listening to that that trap. That real rap that, that house. <laughs> <laughs> Certified <laughs> hood classic. Everybody's listening to that classic. Drake. That future. Be like, hum, 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 hum. Anyway. Bring it back. Bring it back. Hey man. Like if you're throwing high school parties, if you're at Bellevue and you're listening to this, man. If you're at Redmond, whatever it is, play some like late sixties rock, man. Come on. Boogie woogie. Like I want that I want that piano going. I wanna I wanna hear more rock. Come on now. Yeah. I think it's the rock and roll era. It's normalized rock. Yeah. It's not weird to play your dad's music. It's not weird. It's cool. And I think we're bringing that back. Yeah, when you mature to a certain age, you realize that your dad's music actually did not suck. And it's, like, better. better, (laughs) Which is weird because, actually, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, it it links to my later question that's, like, related to this, but... Which is like, what will 95.7 The Jet that plays, what, 70s, 80s, 90s music play when it's 2050? Are they going to play 20 stuff? Are they going to play 2010 stuff? Which I guess the straightforward answer is yes. But also, like, we love to dive back into the retro stuff. Is that just going to be the trend of every decade? Like, when it's 2040, are we are we going to be like, oh, man, the 2010s and, like, who, who, give me somebody. Oh, t- Taylor Swift was so good. Like, are we going to be... Like revolving Justin around that Bieber. world of retro, or are we gonna actually appreciate? I know people still listen to current music, obviously that like I do too. But like I feel like a lot of people's focus is always caught up in like uh, googly eyes are on like 
the old music. Yeah, like, like everybody's old, caring old about music being. Yeah. No, I being thirty years. I've thought about this. Not even like, well, people still care about sixties or seventies, and I'm not being like that guy. That's like, I am being a little bit, but I'm not that guy. That's like, oh, I was born in the wrong generation. Like, don't get me wrong. There, I'm just saying, like, will people lose that that likeness for like maybe people did for fifties and forties music when it when it turned what two thousands and people were like, oh, I'm done with that. Like, what at what point does it fade out? And I know I'm asking a bunch of questions here that are mainly rhetorical and can't be answered too, uh, to just lead me down to another rabbit hole. But like, if you have any opinions, yeah. make sure you call or text into the station. So I think it's a different, it's, it's different, hard because yeah. I don't know if these questions can be answered. Yeah. Club. Yeah. If you want to text or call <laughs> into this radio station, the number is two zero six two seven five nine one zero four. That was two zero six two seven five. Nine one zero four. We we're answering. Drop us a text too. We're asking a lot of questions, and a lot of them are interesting. Dylan, to go back to what I'm we on were a just ramble saying. session today, man. Yeah, well, we should have played Rambling Gambling Man. <laughs> Rambling Gambling Man. Go check oh. that out on our Spotify. By yeah. Way. Oh yeah. Going hard and going deep. Yeah. All Spotify the podcast. Going hard and going deep. It's on Spotify. It's on. We took a deep. I could look it up all, but most of the podcasts, like Google Podcasts, you can find most of our stuff there. The live shows. We got about a lot of great stuff. I'd recommend the Moline episode. I didn't even episode. know there was a Google podcast. Yeah, so. there is a Google podcast. Shout out we've, Google. We've got it everywhere. There's a bunch of weird stuff. There's like Deezer on there and like weird. But sorry, Claude, what, what were you going <laughs> to say? I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. I was just saying. I agree with what Dylan was saying. Yeah. We're in a funny kind of spot in our generation right now where we're taking inspiration from other years, many different years yeah. and kind of making it one whole not necessarily just with music it it definitely happens in music but i'm more saying like fashion or art or filmmaking or stuff like that where it's creative and kind of taking all these different cultures and all these different eras of things and morphing them into one and kind of i think it's cool but at the same time like you're like it's it's like oversaturating what everything was and kind of I kind of lose appreciation for things that are coming back, coming back so often, and it's just like a cycle. Can you give an example? I'm not trying to be like a no, 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 I, no. annoying, but like See, I would like, like further more into that, like '60s or '70s clothing, or like or, Converse mm-hmm. shoes, short shorts. Yeah, yeah, like that stuff comes back. Yeah, and then will that make our generation like what what? Like what are will we people filled that's back? true. Yeah. Like what, what will like, people will we have our own at? style or yeah, not? Like, will because we be... were grabbing from the past. Maybe we're saying. that exactly. year though that grabbed from the past. Maybe that's our style. Yeah, maybe it's just a new thing. Maybe we're just that creative year. It's definitely interesting because, like, I, I mean, it, yeah, especially in Seattle, it's like it's the whole grunge thing, and I attribute to it as well. Like, I think it's cool. And there's there's like all that to be said about each generation is like there's a certain theme like '80s like. Obviously, it wasn't just disco, but you think of the disco 90s. You think yeah. of actually, what do you think about the 90s? Like grunge. It, well, yeah, grunge definitely because of our area. But 70s was like these weird colored like like houses were even different in the 70s and carpets, odd, yeah, yeah psychedelic uh, whole thing with the Woodstock and and like all, all that couches style. were like covered with like 
saran. Really wrappers. ugly, saran like floral wrappers. prints. I don't even know. Like they weird. would like cover yeah. their couches yeah. with like laps. Oh, yeah, you're right. That was weird. I watched that in The Sopranos, so that's why, that's why I knew that. But you know what our generation is good at? When Maybe it's just because we're all grown up, but we don't lose stuff that often. And like your phone, AirPods, I feel like when you keep <laughs> it, you make sure you don't lose it. Right. But have you ever just been really ticked off because like you left something of like pretty big importance somewhere? Yeah. Like my, I that? lost my wallet one time. No, where'd you lose it? <laughs> I lost it in El Segundo. <laughs> oh my. This is I Lost My Wallet in El Segundo <laughs> by a Tribe Called Quest. Okay, so um, let's start with this. What's, what's the name? Cutie. Uh, where were you going? Who were you going with? Man, you got what you need? I checked for keys and started to step. What do you know? My wallet, I forget. Yo, it was a brown wallet. Had props numbers. Had my Jimmy hats. I gotta get it, man. Lord, have mercy. The heat got hotter. Ali starts to curse me. I feel bad, but he makes me feel better. Chit, chit, chatter. Car starts to scatter. Breaking on out, we was northeast bound. Jetting on down at the speed of sound. Three days coming and three more going. We get back. And there was no slack. 490 Madison. We're here, shy. He said, all right, Chip, see you tomorrow. Thinking about the past week, the last week. Hands go in my pocket. I can't speak. Hop in the car and torpedo to the shack. The shy We gotta go back. When he said why, I said, we gotta go. Cause I left my wallet in El Segundo. Yeah, I left 
my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. I gotta get it. I got got to get it. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. Left my wallet in El Segundo. That was I Left My Wallet in El Segundo by A Tribe Called Quest. Such a great song. I honestly love that song. I had never heard it before, but I have listened to A Tribe Called Quest before, specifically a word tour. It's a great song. Great song. Yeah. I got to get more into their stuff, man. I'm doing them a disservice, honestly. Yeah. Can I? Oh, yeah. Can I kick it? Yeah. With the Lou Lou Reed sample in the beginning. Yeah. That's a great one. I think, I mean... This has been said millions of times, but they're they're just honestly the best, and that's that's no understatement. Um, yeah, the song's great. Has a good Mexican guitar, Spanish guitar in the beginning. Yeah, it is interesting. It's a little funky, and it, I think this one's easy to go hard and go deep into because it's really, just, it's just you know, it's just a story about losing your wallet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I Dylan? mean, these verses are long. Obviously, it's rap, so it's going to be more comprehensive than uh rock songs or like any other genre because they have to follow a certain like on beat and in tune but since the the the, what is it the instrumental it's pretty constant i'm not a huge music uh mind but you can kind of just go it's like free verse right it's sort of a um who is it walt whitman or whatever that poet did that that pioneered the free verse poetry. Yeah, you can just kind of like go and <laughs> talk did that. and say whatever you want. You did like, that, but in rap. Yeah, if you, if this song was in in a in a rock song, I don't think it would be. Oh, it would not be as long. Yeah, definitely not. Or or as comprehensive. I oh feel yeah, because like, it'd be kind of kind of random. Yeah, I wonder but, what like the average amount of words like that Kanye has in his songs compared to, uh, like I don't even know the Rolling Stones. I wonder if Google can get this, but what what what's what's the main takeaway from this song that you want to keep, or what did you like about it, Claude? Um, I like how kind of it's kind of inspiring. Not kind of inspiring; it is inspiring because if you think about it, you he the Q-tip from Tribe Called Quest is really just storytelling and making it into an art piece that that is the song, and I think it's really interesting and inspiring how you can kind of take something as ordinary as just losing your wallet and turn it into this whole story and have, and have a plot, have, um, like dialogue, have like a peak, have the down come from it. It's a, yeah, it's like a a story in one Yeah, because it's a song and it's so easy to visualize. Like anyways, the gas station we passed, we got gas, and we went to the to get grub. Like Yeah. And then also like drove down the road for two days and a half, came to a toll, met a Mexican man about four feet high. Pretty funny. So, yeah. It's just storytelling. Lots of lots of different things going on in the story. And the song. Apologies. Yeah. I love this song and their lyricism, Tribe Called Quest lyricism is just great. And I um I love it, man. Shout out Q Tip, shout out Tribe Called Quest. Um, yeah, this song came out in what year does it say? 1990. 1990 on the people's instinctive travels and paths of rhythm. That is a wonderful album. Check it out. Yeah, I will be. 
Yeah. That's for sure. Honestly, all of their albums. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's taking a moment to look them up. I'm, Don't worry. No, I'm just... I'm just. <sighs> we're still with you. They're just so creative. And their discography is epic. Epic discography from Tribe Called Quest. I think we really did it today. We had the Tom Petty song. We had the Easy Beats. Yeah, we had a lot of genres. And we had a Tribe Called Quest with I Left My Wallet and El Segundo. <laughs> with and the I- amazing <laughs> intro from Gone Claude. Yeah. If you want to run that back and let's do it again, make sure you hit our podcast. Basically on anywhere you want to listen to your podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. If you didn't hear me talking about it eight minutes ago, all of our live shows go there. And pretty much, that's going to do it for going hard and going deep. Hope you don't leave your wallet in El Segundo. But if you do, listen to this song. Maybe it'll help you find it. This has been Don't Show. Gil had to leave, so if you were with us this whole time, all all you beautiful people from 889 The Bridge, he had to leave because his sister had to get home. Anyway, that's TMI. Too much information. That was Dylan Show, Claude Cobbs, and Gil McDonald on 89 The Bridge for going hard and going deep. Love each other. Love yourself. Make someone happy today. Drive safe. We love all of y'all. Ciao.